I look from a a gentleman's perspective, I think it's the fact that we don't show emotions or we're told not to show emotions. And so that's something that I've really learned and have grown from in regards to the personal development and looking back on what I did wrong, what I need to grow from, what I need to learn from. And so that's just been a big one for me as you blow out your knees. So good jobs. <laughs> well, I busted it earlier and I totally just smacked. Okay, fine. You hold it. But um, it, it's one of those tough things. Um, and it's as a guy, it's just you don't want to show emotions. And the fact that we don't know because we've been told as guys, you don't show emotion. <clears throat> how do you express it? And so you're dealing with that turmoil as a guy and you just don't know. And um, but I also wasn't mature enough and all all the stuff that goes in and play with that. But it's one of those things that really kind of has to start shifting. What's up, everyone? Scott Brandt, one half of the hosts of the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. My co-host is Marion Wilson. We want to thank you guys for joining us again for another episode. If you're a recurring listener, thank you for just being with us. Thank you for allowing us to be with you on your journey. If you're a new listener, we want to thank you for checking out the podcast. What we're doing within the podcast is creating a space for individuals to let you know that you aren't by yourself. You aren't on your own island. Many, many have gone through this journey before, and so we just want to create a space for you, a safe space, and also help you create a tribe where you work and build with others that are, have gone through this journey before. So we're just here to talk about what we've gone through, our stories, the tools that we've utilized, and just to build upon that. Within this episode, we reflect on the last six months uh, in regards with the podcast. We talk about some different items, trauma, suicide, and then we reflect on different things that many people don't know about us. The surprising thing is I had a friend that I went and hung out with and he watched the live stream of the episode and he's like, man, you guys got into some really deep stuff. And so all we want to do is just create that space for individuals. Um, we just want to have a tribe for others to feel like they aren't alone that you aren't by yourself and so if you find value in the podcast we ask that you share with others that could benefit with us being on the journey with them also so again thank you guys for your time thank you for joining us on the podcast and we look forward to continue to serve you bring value to your life and continue to create content that you can find value and benefit from what we're sharing all right enjoy that episode we'll catch you guys later uh, I don't know if we're live now, so oh, they, didn't, they didn't catch that. So, <laughs> Nerm's over here trying to fix her rug that she got mad at because the table is all jacked up. So, I was trying to pull the table and uh, she was not very happy with it. So, <laughs> I did not buy an expensive rug for you to mooch it all up. Hey, I didn't put the table like that. So, I don't know how it ended up that way. <laughs> because I got to make sure if he's jumping off of his slide that the table's this way, but if he's jumping off the couch, I can move it that way, so it's moving all the time. So, who jacked up the rug to start with? You did, because you pulled the table this way. I only go this way nope. and this way. <laughs> this way, this way. You go that oh, way. That's funny. Actually, Hi. so. This is Miriam. 
Jeremy on divorce. What's up, everyone? Uh, so I do have something that I want to read. So in regards to our sponsor, Tabalo, uh Creative Cuisine, they've done some name change on that end. Uh, Jasper did send over a commercial for us to read, so I want to read that real quick. But shout out to uh, Jasper coming on, being the sponsor for everything that we're doing. So with Tabala, if you haven't experienced Tabala, you've got to go try it. Phenomenal. Um, they have vegan options. I ended up, in, ended up having the vegan Philly, uh, which is mushrooms and peppers with the sauce that they have. Delicious. Um, and so you wouldn't think it'd be very good, but it was delicious. Uh, the Barrier that they do, they're one of five locations in the Springs that does that type of dish. The, uh, I don't King... even know what that means. Ooh. Was that a sauce or is that a dish? No, it's uh, it's small tacos with the consomme that you dip it in. You're making me hungry. Ooh. Can they drive over here <laughs> right now? So anybody that's watching this, they are they're actually at uh, Nano 108 uh, until eight, so they're there for another hour and a half. But what we have here for our sponsor is with Tabal is more than a food truck; it is an experience. Our chef sources with Colorado farmers to bring you creative cuisine that is ever changing and locally infused. Be sure to check out TabalaCuisine.com to find our latest menu items and location. When you need creative comfort for your belly's soul, chase the taste, the taste of Tabala. So, again, shout out to Jasper. Um, I know doing some different things with her and uh, Patrick and I are excited, which it brings under the umbrella of the Journey Beyond Divorce with working with her, being our sponsor and whatnot. So, shout out Jasper, uh, trusting us. And uh, just some different things that fine cuisine that we did on Wednesday was well, is delicious. So um, live streamed that. Patrick was in quarantine, and I I was there doing all the manual labor. I tried to, to watch some of. Uh, <laughs> he was so mad. Oh, he, 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 was, he was sad, mad at one point well, that I he know. said. I know. Yeah, and then uh, this week, Patrick and I will be live streaming from Black Forest Bistro on Wednesday. And then we'll be at Carefree Bar and Grill on Thursday. So that's cool. Two more locations. So it's uh, it's it's special to be able to go out there and help out the small businesses, especially with everything going on. So it's a good time. Um, but yeah, so somebody gave us a like, whoever that was. If you want to make comments and whatnot, I don't know who gave us likes. I'll find out. But thank you for that. It might have been Patrick for all I know, too. He could be watching right now. So Well, yeah, he's bored at home. Uh, but then uh, we also got our merch in. So for two native sons, we got a couple of shirts. So had a couple orders for that. So that was exciting. Um, and then somebody actually put together a uh, a song for us too. Ooh, that was a that was a banger that um, they put together. So excited to play that and uh, just seeing that growth. But I know we were talking and just kind of figuring out um so what we want to do is kind of reflect on the six months that we've been doing the podcast um just kind of looking and seeing where we're at and what we've gone through and what we've done and then also i drew from the episode deck for pod decks so anybody that live streams does lives on facebook instagram this is just another way to create more engagement with your audience. Um, and so if you'd like to, you can go purchase pod decks from poddecks.com. Um, there's five decks that you can purchase. We have a 10% discount code that you can utilize. Let's go to six. But what we had drawn for tonight was four things you might not know about me. Um, and so this is going to be interesting. Mary's like, do I have to keep it PG? I'm like, has our whole show been PG at points? Um, yeah, there's been points, but also I want to give a shout out because 
the episode that you did with uh, Danielle on her podcast. Oh, yeah. She released that today. So um, I'll put that in the notes too. So people can go check that out. That and, was so uh, much fun. I love Danielle. She's so sweet. Yeah. You showed up and showed the vulnerability piece. So it was a beautiful thing to hear that part. Um, just different part and whatnot. So shout out to you for showing up and being vulnerable like you normally do anyway. So that's yeah, like it is. <laughs> So I do have, actually, there is one thing that um, was interesting, and that was the topic today going through my uh, intensive class for coaching. Um, they were focusing on the aspect of trauma. And so they actually brought up the fact when they started bringing out the, the uh, classification for trauma, what it started was the inevitable of you seeing death, um, if you've had acts of violence or somebody threaten you with death, uh, sexual assault, and then there was one other thing that when we look at it, I was like, man, that was such a narrow way to really look at the idea of trauma. Um, but kind of something that really brought up too was the fact that when you are working with somebody, you're sitting with somebody, you're talking with somebody, and they are talking about trauma, you can't determine what's been trauma and what hasn't been trauma for, for somebody person. right because we all experience life differently and whatnot um they did talk though the fact that we've got to be very careful because people are starting to say oh this triggered me um and so you may have that stretch of a situation that could have taken place and they call it a trigger but it's not really a trigger they're just utilizing it to play the potential victim card um which is a sad thing when you see because I think that's part of as you're going through your hero's journey, as you're going through life and you're facing the challenges and obstacles, you have to end up um, overcoming it. Like you can't lean on it as a, on, as a crutch. Um, and so I think the one thing that's really kind of resonated with me was I was listening to somebody speak and um, he was talking, he was on an airplane. The flight was like six or seven hours long. And he sat down and talked to this gentleman and was just talking to him. And then he brought up the fact, he asked him, hey, are you married or single? And the guy's like, I'm divorced. And uh, Tim's story, I believe, or it was Tim Grover. He's like, that's not what I asked. Um, are you single or married? And the guy's like, I'm divorced. And this went back and forth about six or seven times. And um, <laughs> then uh, Tim's like, okay, how long have you been divorced for? And the guy's like, 18 years. And he's like, you're... <laughs> holding on to that for 18 years. Um, and so I looked at it and I was like, man, have I ever had somebody ask me if I'm single or married and am I still saying I'm divorced? Um, and so that was funny because I went on to Facebook and looked at my relationship status and it showed re divorce. And so I just went and flipped it over to single because that's just part of the journey. It's not who I am. It doesn't define who I am. It's just part of the, right. the, the journey and whatnot. But I think that's something that, when you look at the idea of trauma, we have a lot of people that will be like, well, that's not trauma or you should get through it. You need to toughen up and all that, but you don't know what that person's going through, what they're feeling and whatnot. Right. Um, and so I don't know in regards, because you've talked in, in regards a little bit of some different things that have taken place, the divorce, the miscarriage, and with that whole aspect of trauma, like when you look at that and think about that, what comes to mind when you think about the idea of trauma? I think definitely the miscarriage was more traumatic for me. Not that the divorce wasn't. Um, 
but I still remember like leaving work early because I was in so much pain and then realizing, Hey, I need to get to the hospital. And then when I got to the hospital, then they're wheeling you down this hallway and you're laying on this bed. I'm like, why am I laying down? But whatever. Mm. Um, so they can do an ultrasound. So I just remember like all the lights and then the tile lights and the tile lights. And so everything about it, I remember. Um, and it's still kind of hard for me to talk about. Um, I try just because I know I need to talk Mm. about it because that will help. But to me, the miscarriage was more of a a traumatic time. Well, I, I'm coming from a guy's perspective and you being the female and you carry the baby that has to be traumatic because it's like the life is being ripped out of you. I would think just based on the loss of the baby and whatnot. Feeling everything leave your body, like you men cannot understand it. Because you're carrying this child for, it was like almost, it was right before we found out if it was going to be a boy or a girl. Mm. And, um, oh, son, okay. It's for um, life, it's all good. I know. <laughs> We're talking about Cooper right now. Yeah. For, um, Cooper's over here with like popcorn all over his fingers. All over. Um, <laughs> But I think the the other thing about it is, you know, my at the time husband left me. Mm. It's like he had to go deal with it on his own. Like, but we're supposed to deal with things together, yeah. not alone, but together. And that was just like, okay, in my mind, like, okay, that's what husbands do. They just leave you, and you figure it out. Mm. So. And I can look at that because I know for myself, I kind of went through the same kind of aspect in regards to experiencing being married and having a miscarriage. Uh, my ex-wife had a miscarriage and it was, it was about the same time frame in regards to kind of figuring out the sex of the baby and whatnot. And so I think when I look from a, a gentleman's perspective, I think it's the fact that we don't show emotions or we're told not to show emotions. And so that's something that I've really learned and have grown from in regards to the personal development and looking back on what I did wrong, what I need to grow from, what I need to learn from. And so that's just been a big one for me as you blow out your knees. So good jobs. <laughs> well, I busted it earlier and I totally just smacked. Okay, fine. You hold it. But um, it's one of those tough things. Um, And it's, as a guy, it's just, you don't want to show emotions. And the fact that we don't know because we've been told as guys, you don't show emotion, how do you express it? And so you're dealing with that turmoil as a guy and you just don't know. And, um, but I also wasn't mature enough and, all, all the stuff that goes in and play with that. But it's one of those things that really kind of has to start shifting. Um, and that's kind of with dealing with gentlemen and in the divorce sector is helping them to embrace their emotions, to accept them, um, to let them run their course instead of trying to bottle up and not show it because that's not good for anybody. Um, but it's going to the whole society's telling us, oh, don't show emotion uh, this and that. And so it's a tough thing because I know I was kind of the same way with my ex kind of was distant. And, uh, that was one thing that she brought up the fact that she felt like it didn't support her or she didn't get the support like she needed. And now when I look at it, it's a matter of holding space for somebody, however that is. 
um, just being there for somebody. And uh, as they're going through their shit, then just sitting there with them. And a lot of times you don't need to say anything. You just have to be there with that person and just sit there. And that can be very tough, though. But that's the thing. I mean, how many times? No, and I don't know for you, but as far as my side, that I was there for the, him in whatever he was going through. Granted, he didn't always open up either. Mm. But when he did, or when he had his three different surgeries, I was there every single time. Every single time he needed me, I was there. Yeah. But it wasn't the same on my side. So the one thing I would ask in regards with that, with you bringing that up, is what are women told growing up? What's the societal norm that as a woman, as a wife, how is it supposed to be? The one thing that really pissed me off when I was in elementary school is, oh, he's picking on you and, and pushing you. Like, that means he likes you. Like, so men are allowed to abuse us because they like us? Wait a second. Let's stop telling our daughters that. Like, oh, he's hitting you? Well, hit him back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you don't want it to happen, you tell him no. If he doesn't listen, that's up to that parent's discretion what they want to tell their kid after that. But that was, yeah. I mean, that's not the question you asked. But um, I know one of the things for myself is, um, I don't know if I was necessarily told the whole, um, gosh, now I'm blanking what they, what are some of the things they tell women? I don't know. You have two daughters. I know that, but I'm also, when I talk to them, I'm like, you need to respect yourself, set your boundaries. And if you're not being treated fairly or you're not being respected. Maybe that's, it still boils down to that one thing. Oh, he's picking on you or whatever. Like, oh, that means he likes you. I'm like, no. No, because it comes down to the fact, I, I tell my, my oldest especially, um, I'm like, you've got to respect yourself, self your boundaries, um, and don't let anybody disrespect you. And exactly. If it's a friend, like if they're not treating you with respect, like if you're showing them, it's a two-way street. And so um, it's a matter of you've got to respect yourself. Hey, what's up, Jansen? Hopefully everything's going well for you, brother. Oh, no. We're moving the camera right now. <laughs> Get off. Hey. It's all good. Do you have his nose. Got to love the live stream aspect here. But, yeah, no, it's um, it's just one of those unique things uh, when we really look at it. I know for myself, it's, it's really the growth factor. But, like Miriam had brought up, I talk to my daughters. Um, I have conversations with them, and I tell them, hey, you need to – Make sure you understand your worth, your value, you understand what you bring to the table and um, set your boundaries. Don't let anybody cross those. And so I think ultimately, really, it's come from the way I'm able to have these conversations with them is just because of what I've gone through. And so. Well, it's also learning from what either you feel you did wrong or something your ex has told you that you did wrong. And you're like, okay, let me think about did I actually do something wrong or is she overreact or what have you, you know, cause there are times that emotions run too high and they interpret things incorrectly. Yeah. But you also took that time to think about it. And a lot of people don't like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. It's the other person. I know I wasn't puppy dogs and kittens all the time through our marriage. Um, so there are things that I know I did wrong. Yeah. So I have to face those and go, okay, 
let's do better next time. <laughs> you know what I mean? What yeah. can I learn from it? And that's what you did as well, which is really amazing because a lot of people don't do that. I, it kind of boils down to getting into personal development, though. That's really kind of when I look at it, it was opening up that aspect of working oh my on myself God. and <laughs> understanding so everything is it's on myself, like the happiness piece. Mm -hmm. um, it's all an internal job. And so that's where I'm really big on telling people. I'm like, you've got to complete yourself. The other person, whoever it is, is there to compliment you. They're not there to complete you. Um, but that's also where you get into, you see a lot of these relationships where people are very immature. They've stunted their growth because as a kid, they didn't get that validation. They weren't seen, they weren't heard. And so now you're an adult and now you're going with another adult that's in the same hurting position. And you're looking to each other with this misnomer of this person is supposed to complete me and I don't even want to complete myself. So like, what, what sense does that make? It makes no sense whatsoever, but that's what we've been told and taught and shown with everything. It's one of those crazy aspects that, Oh, I can go fix this person. No, like you got to fix yourself. You got to work on yourself. Like first off, do not get into any relationship. Where you go, I can fix them. Because guess what's not going to happen? Any of that. Mm. None of it. Unless that person wants to change. They have to make that decision. So you have to accept that person where they are, who they are at this moment, and be okay with if they don't change, then you still love that person. I want to be with that yeah. person. But that's where it all comes down to the fact, though, too, is like from what I've dealt with and what I've gone through, having my non-negotiables, but then outside of those non-negotiables, whatever it may end up being with that person in regards to a, uh, a quirk or a flaw of that person, okay, yeah, like you get a lot of people that end up being into the point where oh that's so cute so you're always late um but then you get married and you're like i will kill you you if need to quit late, being late right. so it's one of those unique things in regards to the aspect with that um yeah so it's, it's one of those working aspects but you've got to do the work and i think we got a lot of people that end up getting screwed over or hurting themselves because they're looking for other things to complete them or do whatever it is so well one of the things since we're on this topic i'll do one of the things not a lot of people know about something i was told growing up which was things like i pity the man that marries you or um i'm gonna tell the person that wants to marry you to run uh so shit like that so i'm like mm -hmm. what what's wrong with me? Like, I get that I'm strong-willed. I'm stubborn. I'm very out there. I'm opinionated. Um, what's the opinion? I'm honest. I like honest more than opinionated. Um, uh, I would say both. I'm not a sensitive person, so I can't be with somebody who is also sensitive. Um, so, I mean, I get, I'm, I'm high-strung sometimes, or at least used to be. I've gotten a lot better. Mm -hmm. But it was shit like that growing up where I'm like, wait, what's what's wrong with me? So, I think, and again, I'm not blaming for anyone who had told me that. But when 
I finally found my ex and he was wanting to stay with me. And we had this long relationship, but then he wanted to marry me. And even though there were all these other red flags, I ignored them. Cause I'm like, well, what if no one else wants to marry me? You know? So I think because of, you know, all those things that I was told growing up, I'm like, well, shit, this is my only chance. Like yeah. I better jump on it or I'm going to be, you know, being a nun the rest of my life, you know, and looking like a penguin wobbling. <laughs> they look like penguins. Um, so that's, All right. that's one thing that, you know, growing up that not yeah. a lot of people know about me. So when you look at that, though, what did that do to you with your mentality, though? That I felt like there was something wrong with me. Wrong with who I am anyways. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Me being me. Um, instead of people going... Oh my gosh, you're stubborn or hard-headed or like high strong or whatever in a positive light. It was yeah. always negative. So it was just being told all those negative things growing up. And then you're like, okay, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. That's why no one will love you. As you're eating like one bite of chocolate and throwing them at the TV, watching the Hallmark shows. Mm. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I can, it's, it's, it, a lot of the stuff that we deal with is all buried in a bunch of shit that we don't go and face. And these stories that we've been told, these paradigms, you've got to go and face the demons. You've got to go back and face those dragons to challenge them. Um, but a lot of times it's scary for people and it's easier just to keep pushing forward and accept them how they are. <sighs> it's all good. <laughs> we got a table Where shot right go? now. You want to move it over? Yeah, and then you're going to have to tilt it a little bit. All right, got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. Hi, thank you. Let's not. But I think that's it's one of those things, though, that you've got to go, and it, it's part of your hero's journey. It's part of your growth process that you've got to um, you've got to face, face those dragons, and you've got to go battle them because those are your dragons. Right. And nobody else can do it for you. You can have people there that are mentors and uh, guiding posts for you, but ultimately you're you're the hero of your own life. And so you've got to go battle and do this by yourself. And that can be tough for people because it can be scary. Nobody wants to look at themselves in the mirror and not like just like, ooh, there's my outer. Mm. No, it's like looking in the mirror. Yeah. And saying, what is it that you do need to work on or True. face or whatever. I know there was um, there was one time because me, my ex and I would um, go to my parents' house and we would have dinner and play a game. We would alternate whose house it was at. I was at my parents' house at the time. And I remember it was still when I was pregnant. So it was very emotional and I knew that we were crumbling financially and I was freaking out. So it was always like stressed and tense because Max wouldn't really help in that regards. So I just remembered just breaking down and I said something and I can't remember what my mom or dad said about, I don't even know what sparked it. Mm. Um, and then I just went off on this whole tangent. I'm like, I can't say shit to you guys. Cause I'm always in the wrong or I'm the bad person or I'm this, or I'm that. Blah, blah, blah. Like whenever you guys would tell me all of this growing up, it really like, I just like, bleh, it was like word vomit. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of ruined game night, but you know, whatever it got it out there. And I went and sat in the garage. And I told Matt, my, well now ex 
that I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go home. You can stay here, but I'm gonna go home. Mm. And my dad came out there and um, he apologized. Yeah. You know? But again, I probably should have went about it in a different way. Um, but I was glad that it was out there. And then him and I had a conversation um, about everything. And I guess that he apologized. I mean, it doesn't make anything in the past go away, yeah. but at least there's that um, closure in a way, I guess, or something. I don't know that he understands like, this is, this is how it made me feel. Yeah. You know, well, I got to get it out there in the air. Closure is for you. It's not for anybody else though, too, though. I know. So it could be the fact that you just, at the point you're just at a, at a, a threshold that you're like, okay, I'm not going to be tiptoeing and being right. Like person. I am who I am, yep. like it or not. And if you don't like it, by Felicia. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think because you brought that up, I think for me, the one thing I've been open. So this is very unique. I, a lot of stuff. It's like, I'm trying to think because I openly talk about everything. But one thing I've really talked about, and this is kind of, a big thing for my foundational values is I almost killed my sister when I was uh, 10 and she was three. Um, and so we were outside, I was playing with a baseball bat, didn't know where she was and had the backswing came through and she was behind me and it cracked her right in her chest and she was lifeless for like five minutes. So I almost killed my sister. Um, but that was also when I looked, that's also one of the challenging points in time that and probably traumatic for you as well being as young as you were. It, it could have been um but that's the thing like i've never thought about it until i was going through that exercise to find out my foundational values um and so it's <laughs> one of those very unique things that when you start doing it you're like man i've never even thought about it it's been so long i got buried um but yeah like that a lot of people don't know it, but that's one thing that i tell people because when i talk to people about them finding their foundational values that's the point with me sharing of who I am and what's kind of leading my life is those foundational values and whatnot. So it's, it's very strange when you start doing different exercises and things start opening up and you're like, <laughs> all right, here we go. So when you look at what we've done, it's a little over six months now. I think we're on episode 28 or something of that nature. So a little over six months. Um, but when you reflect on the six months of what we've been doing with the podcast, what are things that really stand out for you? Just, I think a lot of it is just being able to like throughout my journey, just be able to talk about it because during the week, you know, I'm working, I'm taking care of my son. I'm having to do laundry, grocery shopping, st still trying to start my business, um, go to networking events, like all these things. So I didn't get, always have this chance to to talk about what had gone on mm. so that was one of the things that i really looked forward to on the podcast and going i get to get this out of me <laughs> i get to get it out and people will hear it yeah. and if it helps someone fantastic if it doesn't it helps me yeah you know of course i i want to use this to help other people so they don't feel alone or be like oh my gosh i went through the exact same thing oh i don't feel mm. alone yeah. um but i that's what's really helped me and kept me going through this mm. whole thing, you know. And we got, I've got a good friend, Travis Cronin. We went to high school together. Uh, hey guys, it's pretty cool listening to your journey on divorce. I appreciate the stream. Hey Travis, appreciate the uh, the I don't sport. Know you, hi. Yeah, so uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, like Mary, I'm saying, this is just an avenue for us to share our message 
And uh, it's just really showing people that you're not on your own island. Um, you're not going through something that nobody else has gone through. No. And so no. Cooper's over here going to do acrobats. Jump, baby. You got it. Jump. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're now, okay. Now All is happy. fine. <laughs> Yeah. But no, it's uh, it's one of those unique things because when we had met, um, originally the the start of the journey was kind of just talking about doing a meetup group, and um, had COVID come up, and then we're like, okay, let's pivot a little bit, and that's where I brought up, hey, let's think about doing a podcast. I don't know how how I clicked at first when I brought that up. I don't know if you're like. I don't know how this is going to work. Um, what was your view when I had said, hey, let's do a podcast? Shit, I hope he knows how to do that because I don't. I am not tech savvy. <laughs> I was like, I can go to a location, talk. Son. <laughs> my you. son is such a jerk. You get Cooper right there. Hi, baby. <laughs> um, I can drive to a place, talk to people, or run a meeting, or whatever. That I know how to do. All this technology stuff, I just, I don't. It eludes me. I wish I was better at it, like you and Patrick. Um, and I just am not. I've accepted it, embraced it, and I moved on. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm grateful, though, that we did cross paths. It was very unique just kind of how things went and how paths crossed and whatnot. Um, because I know we had our original one-on-one. -on -one. I don't know if we really talked about this, but then... We were at, you all right? <laughs> As you, what do you have, a razor blade there? What is that? It's not. Oh, uh, I thought it was a, so a was razor like, blade? <laughs> I thought you were trying to cut your knee why open. Why do you always go to violence, Scott? <laughs> I don't know. That's what Garrett asked me, too. He's like, why do you always talk about, like, you are You go to violence a lot. <laughs> hey, Although know. I say don't go to jail a so, lot. But I think um, because when we first had our one-on-one. -on -one, no, we didn't talk about it originally. I think we talked very, very little, but um, then it was one million cups, and uh, you were visiting, and uh, I think it was Fred had talked about something, and then you called me that afternoon. You're like, "Hey, have you thought about maybe having somebody else to work with in regards to helping out with the divorce community?" And I was oh, like, Oh God, Fred, I wonder what he's doing. I haven't talked to him in a long time. It's hard. Like who's Fred? I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> but I just look at it. It's a, it's unique, but like I've, I've spoken about it before when we originally were looking at launching the podcast, like a week before we did it, I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. I was like, who's going to listen to this? Who are we going to impact? Who are we going to resonate with? Um, but now I look at it and I'm like, if I don't do it, but I have all these other avenues too that I'm going, but it's really opened up the door and the avenue with being creative. Um, so it's just a very unique perspective to look that taking hold of the podcasting realm. And a lot of people would like to do it, but they get scared. Um, it's kind of like doing Facebook lives. People want to do lives, but they're scared because they don't have that human interaction with people. So they can't get body language. And so a lot of people don't do the lives because they they don't know what people are thinking. And I'm like, we're already judged 100% of the time. So show up, do it. Um, it's your life. And, but we all have a message that somebody else needs to hear. 
I'm not going to resonate with everybody, but because of being open and sharing, you have this person that could potentially say, okay, let me open up and talk about my story. And then they turn around and go impact somebody else that I may not have impacted because of that vulnerability piece and the, the humility piece. But I have to laugh because like our first couple of episodes, when you go listen to those, those were, there's actually a, a, a card in this episode idea of rerunning your first episode. <laughs> so that first episode that we did was just the intro of like kind of talking about what the podcast was all about. But those first three episodes, uh, Zoom was excellent, but the auto quality was not oh. there. <laughs> I was like, what are you like? We weren't horrible. We talked oh, about yeah. stuff. It was the quality. Of, yeah. Okay. And then I just look at the conversation pieces that we're having now too. It's um, it's very special to have these type of conversations to be very open and be very uh, vulnerable too. Um, and so I'm just excited because we're at six months now. Um, another six months we'll be at a year of doing it, which they'll be like, man. <laughs> What are we talking about now? Oh, well, that's the that's the special thing because it's one of those things that there's always things that are coming up. Um, and so what we're experiencing, what we're going through, somebody may really resonate with that or they may have something similar that's not exactly like that, but they're hearing somebody talk about it and they're like, okay, I can get through this or here's my perspective. Maybe I need to look at this a little bit <laughs> differently. Um, but you just never know. Um, and so I think it's, it's, you can't judge yourself, um, because you're already judged hundred percent of the time. Um, I know you always say don't judge yourself, but it is so hard sometimes. It's not really judging. Sometimes I go, damn it, Miriam. Why did you do that? Like, you know, I thought we had talked about this. We had learned from last time. And then and sometimes I just go, no. There was a lesson there that you hadn't learned all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But. So, so what's been for the six months? What's been the highlight for you? What do you mean? I thought I already answered that question. The highlight. Well, what's the what's the thing that sticks out the most? Like an episode? Like what do you mean? Episode like, you or your your reaction, your feelings. Um, I don't know. The highlight was when I got the, like we got our first email and it was directed at me. I was like, Oh, yay. <laughs> I remember that, one. <laughs> that um, was pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it's powerful when you start seeing that stuff and whatnot. Um, I think for me, it's really when we did the, the presentation of one million cups Oh yeah. and having too. people just walk up. On the podcast. What's up? I thought you meant on the podcast. I, I, I said emotion. I said <laughs> the whole thing. I'm not gonna you gotta limit it. So it's the whole thing. It's not just podcasting, it's like the whole experience and whatnot. So it, ah, that's the biggest thing that really stands out because it really gave validation to see people come up and start talking and just be the, the vulnerable piece. Um also creating the Facebook group and starting to see people outside the U S like we had a lady that joined from the UK. Um, but also see the listenership of the podcast too, where we've been listened to in 12 different international markets. So right now for the U S we've been listened to in 25 States. 
uh, halfway there for the 50. So in six months, so if we can get to the other 25 in six months, that would be awesome to see. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But it's just being showing up, doing the consistent piece and just uh, being us. That's all we can do. I'll be me. <laughs> so we're not even doing our four. Do you want to tell us something else oh, that we may not? Uh, I thought that's what you were doing. That's why you did the car. <laughs> wow, really? Uh, let's see. For myself, um, I I have to look. I think right now this year, um, I think I've read maybe thirty books. <laughs> I think I've started three <laughs> and finished. Yeah. yeah, no, that's it's okay. It's a it's a tool and whatnot, but that's it's been huge for me is the reading point. Um, I looked probably about three years ago. I wasn't really into reading, but now I'm real big. I've I've got about six books going on right now, and so <laughs> got all got just multiple things. Somebody asked me, they're like, "How do you remember?" I'm like, "Well, a lot of it's just." personal development so they kind of intertwine um and so it's, it's i can only do things. like one book at a time though if i've got like multiple things going on i'll forget what i read the last chapter of that book so then i gotta reread it so i'm always going backwards so i'm like <laughs> one book at a time i know that about yourself one book at a time so it's the second thing that out of the four that people don't know about you <sighs> i had a motorcycle at one point I think I saw that picture on Facebook. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How long did you have that motorcycle for? Um, had it or rode it? Both. Okay. So my ex decided to buy me a motorcycle, even though we could barely pay our bills. So we, again, he doesn't listen. Um, and it was a 06 Yamaha V-Star Classic. And then I found out I was pregnant with this one. So <laughs> it sat there. But there was one time that we went out to, um, there was like a, a school parking lot um, that we went up to. And I had me a little half hour riding lesson. Any long over road trips that you guys took or just didn't get a chance? I, I Well, I didn't ride. I was always passenger on his bike. Oh, okay. Um, but I had mentioned once that I, I wanted my own bike. I meant like a veg, like down the road. Like, okay. I don't mean like right now, dude. Like calm down. <laughs> but you know, but it did help because I didn't have maternity pay okay. and maternity leave, and yeah. so I actually sold my bike and was able to um, uh, spend another two weeks being at home with with him. Okay. So, in a way, I was kind of grateful that he did buy it because then you know got to use that money to. Home with him longer. Do you have a signature move <laughs> or quirk that people notice or comment on? <laughs> Why are you right here? Because I know what answer I would say about you. But what about yourself? Oh, fine. Um, how loud I am. <laughs> That's my signature, everything. Like, Jesus, China can hear you. Like, like, I know. I, know. So, I actually had somebody the other day at uh, the health insurance broker. He was on the phone, and somebody on the other line was like, Is there someone yelling in your office? He's like, Nope, that's just uh, Miriam. Like, oh, oh, what was the, the headset then? 
Huh? How loud was the headset if they were able to hear you? I don't, I'm loud. I really am loud. Well, if they had a, a Yeti mic like no, this, then yeah, I would understand. Wasn't. No, it's just one up. of those headset things or Man. whatever. So. And so this was actually from the pod decks. This is uh, what the heck. So because you think it's for me, what do you think it is? That you laugh when something's funny, when you're uncomfortable, when I when you have to pee. Like I don't know, you're always <laughs> laughing. Like so, it was interesting because this you're was, nervous, you laugh. Yeah. Um, but actually, when I did this for a live, I think about earlier this week, because the big thing that really people have been coming up and asking me about is my mustache. And they're like, what's going on here? I was like, well, this is what happened. Um, and so, like, that's the one thing that, like, this whole month, everybody's like, what's going on with the mustache? I don't want to say anything. And I was like, so, or it's the let's go as we uh, we throw up the shock and whatnot. So, <laughs> um, all I want to do is, is go up to you and go, can I mustache you a question? You can all you want. So. <laughs> It's uh, funny, funny. So, um, but yeah, no, I think that or the let's go, which actually I'm excited to bring out the uh, the song, the intro song that we had for Two Native Sons and the Dreamer Cipher. Um, yeah, they did an excellent job on it, so I'm excited to bring that out. Apparently, I'll get to hear that when it gets aired. Thank yep. you, Scott. Yep. Jesus, <laughs> I'll play it off. I'm there. not really a co-host. I'm just kind of here as a second person. I'll play it off offline for you. So. All right, so we got two more of uh, four things that people don't know, um, and then we got three cards. <laughs> um, what was your first screen name? <laughs> I know mine. Is that bad? I'm I'm trying to think. I don't even. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> what mine was? Yeah, is it a straw? So it was these little monster things that um, that are all different colors, and you put them like at the stem of your wine glass. Like if you have multiple people over and they're huh. drinking wine, so you know, like, oh, blue, that one's mine. Okay. And took them all off, and I don't know where some of them are. <laughs> so he could have adjusted them. Who knows? Because they were tiny. Oh, okay. And so that's the little thing that they claim. I thought it was a straw the way he was uh, playing with it. So no, he's acting like it is. <laughs> it's all good. So yeah, I can't <laughs> first screen name. I'm trying to think. I don't even. I have no idea. Now a lot of it for me is. Uh, I know a lot for me is just the first initial, middle initial, and then last name, uh, and then two six because that was my high school number for football. But I was wondering where the let's go two six. I knew where the let's go, but not the go away. The two six, yeah, that's yeah. from high school and whatnot. So. Um, but screen name, I can't I don't remember. <laughs> Minna 13B. Minna? Mm -hmm. My dad used to call me Minna Boo Bear. Oh, okay. I guess that's number three. There's a, there's a nickname out there that my parents gave me. Minna Boo Bear. Um, so it was Minna. I was 13. And my, my middle name is Bethany, so I used B for that. Oh, okay. I think uh, I had a friend in high school that I, it was it was Scooter Magooter, and then a good friend of mine. That as long as it wasn't Scooter Magooter who likes to tutor. No, no. <laughs> but then somehow my buddy that I haven't talked to in a while, but he's like, 
Tips McGee. So that's that ran for a little bit too, and I was like, I oh, don't know how you got were that, you, but were you uh, have you ever said kid? Nope. Okay, I was like, nope. Yeah, they have the big tata. Like, no idea. Okay. Yeah, I don't, that's one of those things. I'm not for sure. Last two right here. Um, oh. <laughs> As you're over there, humming. Oh. <laughs> if you had a personal mascot, <laughs> what would it be? Do you know what mine would be? Uh, maybe your your nickname that you only one person can call you. <laughs> no, so somebody the other day at work, because I was like, I'm more like a honey badger. Like, you're not as scary as a as a honey badger. And they were like trying to come up with this animal that I would be like. Um, so they came up with mongoose, and here's why: because I am kind of like tiny and cute and then but if a snake comes at me like i'm gonna hold my own like i'm still gonna fight yeah. um and so i don't know i kind of liked it so i'm gonna go with mongoose mongoose okay. mongoose is my mascot uh so i brought this up and it would have to be a big cheesy ass grin that would just follow me around that would be creepy as fuck dude oh my god I would totally run the other way. Right. You'd be like, I've seen this movie. The blonde dies first. <laughs> like, no. That Personally, that would be my personal mascot. I'd just be this big-ass cheesy grin. <laughs> no, you know what it needs to be? This with the pinky that's crooked. <laughs> a dinosaur? No, a hand. Oh. Like a, a hand that's got like the little... How do you do it? It's Actually, it's... Is it healing better? Yeah. Well, you can see it used to be like this, and now it's almost straight. So, and I haven't done anything with it. So, it's a unique thing. We'll see. This has been four months now, three, four, something like that. So, yeah, it's very unique. Um, but, yeah, that would be mine uh, just because people already know I smile and whatnot. By Last the way, one this, one. this one, the whole quirk yeah. thing common, how much you say one word? It's unique. <laughs> I swear to God, if I made it into a drinking game, I would have to go to the hospital for alcohol poisoning. Well, that would be your choice to play that game. So, you I mean, know, that's true. You know what you're getting I into. like to live dangerously, Scott. <laughs> oh, God. Would you rather? <laughs> be forced to high-five everyone you make eye contact with. Or strike up. We've done this one. Do we? I yeah, remember. we've done this. I would. I would go high five everybody. Well, you can't right now. COVID. You don't, don't want to get the veed. I don't care. <laughs> as long as you don't look people in the face and eyeball, you're fine. <laughs> I almost wanted to cough on a lady the other day. Like, maybe not jail. Maybe not. Uh, well, I have my mask pulled down because sometimes I'm in the store with him and he doesn't always like it. And so the lady stand next to me and she's like, uh, if you're going to be next to me, you need to pull your mask up. But I, I was like, okay, cough on her or. I'm glad you did it because I would probably got a call from your jail cell. Right. And I'd be like, well, that would was... you accept a collect call from El Paso <laughs> County jail? One for yes. Two for fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> Would you rather eat peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese sandwiches every day? Peanut butter and jelly, hands down. 
I'm not always a cheese person. I could go both routes, but it'd be grilled cheese for me. I think it would be PB and J. You can only get no, 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 no. But listen, there's a thousand different flavors of jelly. It doesn't say grape jelly. It says peanut butter and jelly. I know so that. I could still spice it up and do peanut butter and strawberry jelly, or peanut butter and peach jelly, or peanut butter and. You're very limited on your jelly choices. No, you're not. But you're not. But you're limited in cheese. Nope. You've got like four cheeses you could do. You've got like 25 options for cheeses. And, and you've then, got 25 for jelly. And then I can go ahead and throw like one slice of Munster cheese and some Gouda cheese. Multiple combinations. See, I'm not a big cheese person, depending on what it is. Like, I'm just <laughs> like Gouda Schmuda. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. You're amazing. I love you. Good times. He just wants oh. to play with the card. done. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, it's uh, I think it's uh, it's good to kind of reflect on the the past and things that have taken place and kind of where we're at and whatnot. Um, How much time do we have? We don't limit it. It's not oh. like. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you trying to? What just popped up in your head? <laughs> Can you open that door for him? Yeah. Um. The one thing no one knows. Remember when I told you about it last time? I didn't think I talked about it on the podcast. You're telling me that story? Uh-huh. It's It's going to be in my book, but one thing that no one knows about something, again, I say almost did, but I wasn't going to do it. So it was when I realized, and it was like the third time I'd asked my husband, are you absolutely sure we are getting a divorce. And so um, I kind of realized, and there may or may not have been some drinking at all. So mistakes were made on my end. Um, but so I kind of flipped out and I was like, okay, I kind of accepted it. Like I was no longer in denial. Like, okay, he's legit leaving and we are getting a divorce. Um, so he was in bed and we had fought and screamed and all of that, you know, fun stuff. Um, and I don't know if I should say the one thing that happened. I may or may not hypothetically have thrown this bull that was sitting on our coffee table at his back, but he's a stocky dude. Like he's not like some weakling. Um, and it fell to the ground and it shattered. Well, I grabbed a piece of glass and I went to the bathroom and I ran a hot bath and, and I know I was doing it for attention, but still it was the fact that I even did something like that or even insinuated that I would take my own life. Um, but my ex grabbed our son because apparently he had woken up and stood at the, the bathroom door with our son in his arms, like, hey, look, it's it's Cooper. Like, you see mommy? You love him? Like, just trying to, like, almost snap me out of it. But again, it was just one of those things, like, I wanted to see if he gave a fuck. Like, or, because it almost felt like he had already fallen out of love from, from me. And I'm like, what? I don't even know what I did. Hmm. No, son. <laughs> no. What the heck did I just well?
tired. You're not listening to me. Um, again, not that I would ever leave my son, but I think I did it because I was sad. I was like, he was my world. He was my man. He was, we were supposed to grow old and die together. And now he's telling me he's, he's moving out. He's leaving, you know, we're getting a divorce, you know, nothing further is going to happen between us. Um, but not a lot of people know it. Cause it's, to me, it's embarrassing that I even did that at all. Well, I want to say, well, I think it's, it's the stigma that you potentially have with if you try to go through and commit suicide. Um, Patrick's spoken on that when we had him on, when it was me and him, when you went to Missouri for your friend's wedding and whatnot. Um, but I think it's one of those things that it's, you're at a point in it's, you may be viewed as being weak. Um, and so it's one of those tough factors. Um, and so that's actually, so this week I actually had a friend, um, reach out to me and it was about two months ago. I was giving him a call. I sent him a text and he's like, Hey, at the hospital right now, I'll give you a call back later. I was like, okay, cool. Didn't hear anything from him for two months. Um, and then he finally hit me up. I had called him and I honestly thought he had died. I honestly thought he had died because like no communication, nothing. Um, but he brought up the fact that he did try to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And so he, he felt embarrassed and I was like, you know what? Um, that doesn't change our friendship. That doesn't change my view, how I see you as a friend. Um, because life is not easy. And so it's one of those things that we have to understand the, the power of being social creatures. And when we need help, you need to, you, you need to reach out and ask for help. Um, but that's the other thing though, too, is taking that time and reaching out to people too, though. It's a two way street. Um, and so that's one of the things being a veteran, you'll see a lot of individuals that will do the 22 days of 22 pushups for 22 days. They'll videotape it to raise awareness of 22 veterans losing their life every day because of committing suicide. And for me, it's like that, that really is going to dim it down where it's not going to resonate with people because they're like, oh, it's another video of somebody doing 22 push-ups. And over time, and I'm like, okay, if you're doing those 22 push-ups, are you actually taking the time? Do you know somebody that's a veteran? Are you reaching out right. to those veterans and talking to them instead of doing a 22 for 22 video? which I understand you're trying to raise awareness. And so I may be another individual that may be on my own island, which is okay, but I'm going to be on this island. But honestly, instead of doing this 22 for 22, if you know people that are veterans, reach out to them, talk to them um, because veterans, there's a lot that they've gone through. Um, and so it's one of those culture aspects of being in the, uh, the military. We don't show emotions. So it goes back to the whole, we don't show emotions. Um, and so I, I wouldn't, when you get to the point and you can see that, Hey, that's part of my story. And I think that's where you're at now putting that into your book. It's sharing that message with somebody else, letting them know, Hey, you may get to this point and people have gone through it and gotten to the other side. But you do have some people that have gone through fully and have ended their life because they thought it was going to be easier on everybody else. Um, but it's not. And so, honestly. It's not that it's going to be easier on everyone else. It's they give up. Mm -hmm. There was one person in the very beginning. 
um, I'd worked for this company very briefly, but him and I stayed friends and I was talking to him. He's like, okay, just promise me no matter what, just don't, don't end it. If you get that low, you call. Cause yeah. he had just, um, found out one of his clients who was going through a divorce and had two kids killed herself mm. um, because she just couldn't take moving on, I guess, from yeah. him or the depression or the grief or whatever. Yep. And, and so it's, it's a couple of different things. It's, it's, it goes back to the mindset piece. Um, and so like flip when he was on, uh, he was at that dinner Wednesday night and he was talking about the fact of anxiety and depression. And depression is a lot of times we get to the point where we're focusing on stuff in the past and you get depressed because you can't do anything about it and you can't change it. And so you're at a state that you're, you can't push through. I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever dealt with depression. I don't know. Um, but then he's talking about anxiety and a lot of people that have anxiety, it's their, their focus on the future and it's things that haven't come into play yet. And he's like, the only thing we have control over is the present being present. Um, and so it's one of those tough things. Um, and so that's ultimately you've got to, you got to build your tribe. You got to find those people that you can surround yourself with, have that meaningful relationship. And I think it comes into the fact of having, having the open dialogues and not being scared, but also people have to understand that people are looking and seeing life through their own lens. And so we have to understand that too. You can't judge that person because this is what they're looking at life through is their lens. Um, and so it's just taking that time and really looking at it and understanding what's going on. But it, it's, it's that tough part um, because I think a lot of times we, we try to go by ourselves and we try to do everything on our own and you can't do that. You've got to have that support system. You've got to have that tribe, but it's a tough thing because now you're getting into well, the, the window of the, the judgment piece. Well, and one of the things that was really tough for me is, and, you know, like I said it before, um, hey. so narcissists will try and isolate you. Um, so I actually didn't have a lot of friends anymore that I could, mm. you know, turn to or talk to. There was one that I knew that her and I were, were kind of going to be on the outs. Um, and I called her one night. It was like 11 o'clock. I'm like, I really just need someone to talk to you. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole blubbering thing. Um, but I did have one of my friends, Heather, she would come over quite a bit. And um, even though she lived in freaking Fountain and I lived in Falcon, which is a 45 minute drive, she would get done from her 10 hour work day, come over. Um, of course, she drink wine and drink beer, try and help me pack because I was also trying to sell the house and clean and blah, 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 blah. So she actually helped out a lot. But with her, I didn't really open up. I just needed somebody else there. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have that support system. And I think that's why I wanted to do the whole group or meetup thing, because what if somebody comes to that group and they meet another person there and they, and they hit it off and they're good friends and they're, they're there for each other in that support system. Like some of the military wives when their husbands are deployed, will, you know, be there for each other. Yeah. So you have that person you can go to that understands what you're going through. Um, um, so that's kind of the, the reason I, I still wanted to do the whole meetup group. Cause again, you know, or what if I find a friend or you find a friend or whatever, you mm. know, it's helping people in that aspect too, is, is having that meeting where you're all going through the exact same thing and 
again, if you find somebody that you click with and you can be there for each other and yeah. call whenever you're feeling too depressed to move on, you mm -hmm. know, you have that system. Yep. And I think system. kind of that's kind of the, the direction that we have with the whole Facebook, uh, Facebook group that we have. Um, so anybody that's watching this or listening to this, um, we do have that resource. And so that will be in the show notes, but it's on Facebook. It's after divorce, grace, laughter lessons. Um, so our thought process with that group was to create a safe space for individuals to come in there, develop those relationships and be there for each other. Um, because I think it's the fact that we've all gone through this. Um, and so we have to be able to give grace to each other, um, but hold space for each other, but also understand <laughs> that this isn't easy. Um, and so having a tribe of people that have been there and you can lean into is a beautiful thing. Um, so that's kind of the direction with that. So anybody that would like to join, it's on Facebook. We have a couple questions that we do ask that you answer those. Um, but we just want to create that space for you guys and give another outlet for individuals. So um, just kind of with that. So it's it's funny how the, the our podcast will go just very free flowing. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here right? we go. Like, it's like just, oh, this is all this heavy right. stuff. And then, oh, divorce. I'm like, oh, but answer this question. about oh, this is sick. Yeah. So no, I, I'm grateful. Um, like I said, I'm grateful for our past crossing and to find somebody that was open and willing to come on this crazy right. roller coaster ride that I decided to You're put together. Welcome. <laughs> and thank you. Yes, yes. So because I couldn't do all of this <laughs> setup. You got like eight different technological things and that plugs in there. Like what happened like the first time I had to do this by myself? I didn't even do it right. Yeah, the lapel mic, so now I don't think that it's sat in the uh the audio jack right. all the way. So, so. I <laughs> Without all of this technology and you doing it, clearly I would just keep talking and be like, why is it blank for an hour? <laughs> is she going to say anything? I try my best. I, I do what I can, I but know. it's it's powerful there. But ultimately, anybody that's watching this, that's listening, if you have any questions, you have anything that you want to talk about, anything of that nature, of course, Facebook group. But we also have our email account that you can send an email to. So it's... Uh, TJ, so Tango, um, January, <laughs> Bravo, Delta. Have, you made it too long. No, I didn't see? make it too long, but I abbreviated. So it's the journey beyond divorce, but it's abbreviated. So it's each, the first letter of each uh, word. So TJBD0711 at gmail.com. And that's in the show notes too. But if you guys have anything... Um, ultimately, if there's something that's going on in, in your heart, your spirit, in your everyday life, and you'd like us to discuss on it, the more the merrier. Shoot that over. Um, and maybe even if you'd like to come on and be a co-host on the show, uh, we'll go do a stream yard. And we have different options. So just a different outlet. And even if you're in another state, we can do like a Zoom thing. Yep. So if there's anything you guys want to come on and you have something to talk about, <laughs> come on. We give that open forum. We give this platform to other people to really have that outlet because I ultimately think this outlet gives that creative <laughs> piece for uh, people to come and just express and whatnot. So, but anything else? 
Did we do four things? I did three. You did like two and a quarter. I did three. <laughs> did you? I did. Um, it was the nickname. Because that you had talked about the nickname your dad had given you. Okay. And so okay. I talked about I don't think we did the fourth one. So um, let me see. I think the... I've broken... Uh, a lot of people don't know. But I've broken four... No, I broke two bones. I broke my collarbone, and then I broke my lower left leg. So actually, I broke three bones. Um, and in my bottom lower left leg, I've got a titanium rod with some screws. So partial bionic person here. Um, but it doesn't set off airport alarms and all that. So <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a it, it's a giant no that's just run down my lower left leg. <laughs> good Lord, dude. I almost lost my leg, though. Had they not done surgery, I would have potentially had a prosthetic leg because of uh, compound syndrome. Like, the blood wasn't flowing to the foot, so they actually had to cut me open, and I was in the hospital for seven days with my calf actually falling Exposed. out of Yeah. So that was a uh, good time. <laughs> good night. Um... I find it funny how you're like, oh, did we do all four? And then you're over here sitting trying to think. <laughs> I didn't multitask at that moment in time. Okay? <laughs> My brain is shutting down. The way you're over there, it looked like you were trying to think. <laughs> no, I am trying to think. <laughs> um, I've only broken one bone in my body. Yeah, and that's your freaking pinky toe that has that's not healed. My pinky toe, but I will continue <laughs> to break it until the day I die, and then I got to pop it back into place. It is not fun. And actually, so I took my shoes off at my wedding. Of course, every woman does like, cause you know, um, and one of the couples were leaving and he had steel toe boots. So I went forward to hug him and my foot caught or my toe caught right at the end of, I'm like, why are you wearing steel toe boots? And it broke my pinky toe on my wedding. I was like, Oh, goodies. I'm like, I'll be right back. I need to go pop my toe back into place. So you're saying you're, you're potentially part philosopher raptor then. How is breaking my pinky toe? Because they got that one toe that hangs up like this with that big ass claw. That's a claw. That's not a toe though. Well, I'm just imagining your toe like popping out of socket. It doesn't even like move. So when I like <laughs> yeah. move my feet, like that one stays completely oh, still. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. So it has healed all the way. So it never will. Uh, Garrett says your laugh is very infectious. Oh, thank you, Garrett. <laughs> What's up, Garrett? So actually, after this, I'll be heading over to his place. We got um, some things that he'll be showing me in regards to some editing. So I'll be over there in a little bit. I was like, you're going to do another podcast after a podcast? Good night. Who knows? I might get over there and we might do a live on his Facebook for all hey, I know. So. <laughs> We're all for that. So, but no, anything else? No, I don't think so. So, but yeah, no, uh, I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> Cooper's already like, I'm just going to roll up. <laughs> but again, thank you guys for your time. Um, if you guys have any questions, anything going on, uh, like I said, don't hesitate to reach out. We've got the email out there that you can send it to. We're on Facebook. Um, if you've gone through the, the journey of your divorce and you need that support group or you just want that group, Find, hit us up in the Facebook group. Um, but again, give a shout out to our sponsor, Tabala Creative Cuisine, um, because they went through a name change. So shout out to uh, Jasper. Wait, isn't it always been Tabala? It has, but it was Tabala 
fine Mexican cuisine, cuisine. And so she's adjusting because now she's opening up the doors where they can do just a lot of different things. So they're not. I still didn't try their food. Woo, you're missing Tell out. Tell them. So I work at 5390. <laughs> Doctor, you're supposed to have them come out there in front of the office. Right? I know. Jasper's, There's a lot of people in that building. Jasper's all for it. Jasper, uh, we'll hit you up here. I'll have you talk to Mary. North Academy Boulevard. North Academy Montegallo. I'll get you guys. Well, you guys are friends on Facebook. Oh, yeah, we Send her a message there. and see about having her come out there. Yeah. So, yeah, do that. But, yeah, so thank you for Tabal and Jasper for being the sponsor. Again, thank you guys for your time. Uh, we appreciate allowing us to be part of your journey. You come be part of our journey. Uh, we are working together as one tandem tribe to get through this, make it as easy as possible. Sometimes it's not, but hey, that's where we grow and learn and do what we need to. But other than that, we will catch you guys next week. Um, other than that, you guys have a great week. Bye. <laughs>